Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And we're back. How we doing, Anna? Well, Todd, things are heating up. Ooh, yes, Nelson with the jalapeno poppers. Incredible. Ramirez comes in hot with a cheeseburger, patty, lettuce, tomatoes. Beautiful formation. Is he? <gasps> He's going for it. Ramirez grabs the Duke's mayo. <laughs> Look at it go. The twang. Anna, this is the best tailgate I've ever commentated on. Tailgate with twang. Get the official mayo of the tailgate. Duke's mayo today. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, previews and reviews and interviews sometimes um, in audio form. This is the podcast. Hello, I'm Luke, editor and runner of thecustardtv.com, joined as always on the podcast by my faithful companions. Um, They're like lap dogs, but with more hair. Um, In London, Gary. Woof, woof. And a northern pup, Matt. Yeah. We are quite um, honoured to be in the presence of Matt today. Really? Yeah, because That's not on normally Tuesday, the case, but... I know you were eating um, biscuits earlier, Gary, but on well, Tuesday, Matt was the one doing the hobnobbing with the stars. He was at the RTS Awards in oh, was London. He? Yeah, he won yeah, off. He was, all... he was in a suit and tie and everything. I know you're probably going to sing at the end, we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. But news today, as we record, there's a space free in One Direction. Really? I'll be honest, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not too familiar with the uh, the, the One Direction back catalogue, but I can learn. Yeah. But why are you not upon your One Direction news? <coughs> I don't understand. Because of his girlfriend that's in Little Mix. Oh, there you go, yeah, you're you back see. in the mix. You're back in the mix. Back in the, back in um, the room. Luke, Gary and Matt Talking telly On the Custard TV Podcast uh, Channel 5 have renewed Big Brother for a, for three more years It's no big surprise because You know, it's the, basically the only hit they have um, There's not a lot else to watch well Have they announced and anything about the celebrities? Because I've, I've missed I've been, I've been no. busy this day well, I think, as I say, Zayn Malik is free So I presume right. he'll be in there with with um, I don't know Keith Harris Orville. Yeah. Oh, he's already done it, hasn't he? Be careful they of naming gonna... too many children's presenters it... from the seventies. Yeah, Pat Sharp. Uh, we don't know their status. Yeah. No, weathermen on floating maps. No, uh, Freddie James being looked into. Oh, Rod's fine. Rod's I've fine. Seen... I've seen fine. Freddie's Rod. Yeah, James. James <laughs> dodgy. I've seen Freddie's Rod as well, which is different again. Um... Jane definitely saw <laughs> Freddie's Rod. <laughs> I feel a bit sick. Uh, the <laughs> there have been um, announcements. Uh, Dragons Den finished on BBC Two and waved goodbye to um, Duncan Bannatyne, and then it was revealed uh, earlier on in the year that Kelly Hopper and Piers Linney, who, in my view, have added very little yeah, to the show, agrees. they've left. Um, they're going to be replaced, all three of them, by three new dragons. If you want the full announcement, what, what, um, what happened to the the one that used to do logistics? I know she went and did a show on Channel Four, but why did they get rid of her? 
Yeah. She uh, left of her own accord. She, she left for her own accord for Channel 4. Um, then her Channel 4 show absolutely bombed. So. The intern. That was horrible. That was, yeah. like, it was just awful. I and it got bumped to like 11 o'clock at yeah. night, which... It was like Never Beatles about with Hilary Devey, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> was... And she's hardly the most subtle person just hanging around in the background. <laughs> 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 um... right. Last week we told you that the name Gary was going out of extinction. Uh-huh. Was going, uh, out, Matt was was it... going out of extinction. Oh, heading into. Yeah. Yeah. Matt was in a room with a fellow Gary, Gary Lineker. Didn't ask him about the, the, the name going well, in the room, into You were in a room with Gary Lineker? He went yeah. past me. Where's my flaming autograph that I said? Any time you see Lineker, ask him yeah. the autograph. And a packet of this. crisps. You never said this. Well, this wasn't agreed upon. If I see Lineker again, I will ask him for an autograph and why he thinks the you name see Gary Lineker. I personally think I'm named after Gary Lineker, although it doesn't work in the timeline because he would have been a bad. <laughs> she <laughs> could have met his mum and in the pregnancy yeah. area, maternity ward. Oh, don't say the pregnancy area. <laughs> Was it? Uh, was it? Isn't he based in Leicester though? Wasn't he born in Leicester? He lived. Yeah, but everything. I've no, I've no idea where he was born. Allow me to Wikipedia that right now. All the geography was closer together though when Gary was born. Yeah, he was born. I, in he Leicester. was born in Leicester. Yeah. Okay, go west, my son. Go right. west. Uh, play the music. news of the week as far as i'm concerned is that the fantastically popular bosch that was on amazon recently you can still watch the entire series uh, on amazon prime has been renewed for season two uh, as i've said there's a lot of good material but the books that are being based on there's there's lots of great stuff so uh, hopefully this will be a long-running series um the only disappointing thing is that we've got to wait a long time for it and after some back and forth this week the twin peaks um <coughs> Not remake the new Twin Peaks episodes are back on after some issues with contracts to do with writers whilst Luke died in the background. Matt, can you metaphorically slap him on the back? Is he dying? I don't know. I had what is known in the business as Ribena nose, where Ribena comes out of your nose for no apparent reason. It is a medical condition. No, there is an apparent reason you're drinking Ribena fine we, we, we don't want you to die it's a lot of paperwork part two of season one of how to get away with murder starts on the universal channel on the 22nd at nine o'clock same uh, next night on sky one luke's favorite modern family the second part of season six at 8 p.m agents of shield comes back to channel four on the 27th and the remaining part of season one of stalker comes back to sky living on the 30th i'm very much looking forward to how to get away with murder but i don't think i can say that enough times so uh, <clears throat> i'll um i'll pop back <laughs> I think we need to raise the profile of Ribena Nose. I know we've talked about comet relief. Well, they've already got no... Red Nose Day, haven't they? Is it Purple, oh, no... well, purple yeah. Nose Day? Purple Nose Day is what you get if you, no, you're a heavy way, drinker, I think. Can I just point out, Luke has actually tweeted this whilst we're I had on to. air. I had to. Because well, I thought... Your concentration be on the podcast. Not when you're while, talking. While you're doing this, shall I do the reviews? Start uh, with Ordinary Lies, I think. Is a new um, <clears throat> drama set in a car showroom, as we mentioned last week, from Danny Brocklehurst, who uh, most recently bought us The Driver and in the past has written for Clocking Off. I mean, Ordinary Lies is basically all the people who work at the car showroom and will focus on <clears throat> one or two every week in the same vein as sort of Clocking Off clocking Street, up, yeah. things like that. This first episode specifically focused on the character of Marty, who was played by Jason Manford in his first sort of dramatic role. He was a sort of, you know, layabout, 
a bit of a character who liked to go to the pub and often came into work late. He got a final warning from his boss, played by Max Beasley. And so, as you do, he decided to make up a lie that his wife was dead. Mm. I know how Luke feels about this, and that Luke knows how yeah. I feel about this. But Gary, what did you think? Well, we had, we had a bet, actually, that, that I thought that Gary wouldn't last the full hour. This is yeah. a BBC One drama set in Manchester about ordinary people, one of whom has told his family, told his workplace, his wife has died. I guess that Gary did, wouldn't did make it all the way to the end. Did you put any money on this, or was it just a gentleman's bet? No, it was, just, it was just a free oh, Ribena, oh, which I've already t- started. A couple of timeouts. couple of timeouts. I'm afraid, oh, wow. I'm afraid, Matt, you owe the man a couple of timeouts. I did oh. not last the hour. I think I lasted about 35 minutes. I think I got to the point where the flowers were delivered and, and the card was delivered to his house and things like that. I mean, I'm not really sure what happened next. I don't know if he got caught out or whatever. I thought it was like a bad episode of a soap that I wasn't really enjoying, like a, a sort of a bad episode or a bad storyline from Corrie. There wasn't really time to get invested in any other character but Jason Manford. Mm. The bit I was quite intrigued by was the stuff with Joe Joyner and her sort of, you know, her husband played by Sean Dooley, who wasn't sending her bluebells through the post. It's early days. Early days, I know. I thought that was quite intriguing. And as it's sort of like almost like an anthology series, you are getting a different story each week. Next week, we focus on Michelle Keegan's character. I mean, the writing in this was very almost sort of spiteful. There was a lot of digs at marriage and at women in general. I mean, the Jason Manford character at one point has a whole diatribe to this boy, you know, that his daughter's, you know, brought home from school. That reminded me of a scene from The Driver where he sort of dropped his yeah. daughter's boyfriend oh, in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Very good. That's a very similar. At the end of the day, there was no reason for us to sympathise with Jason Manford. It wasn't like he no. was late for work because he was doing other things, you know, he had to care for his family on his own or he had like a sick parent or something he just wasn't a likable character you know he had an affair basically with a colleague and then regretted it and and it ended i i think these anthology series do work i like basically writers like them because they can do a different story every week they don't have they can do like a what we used to call a play for today Mm. type thing but the problem is if you start with your weakest story which I think it's fair to say this was an incredibly weak story. Yeah. Then then people are kind of turned off yeah. by I mean, it already. I think it had more in common with the syndicate than it does clocking off. This felt yeah. sort of syndicate to me. I never made it through a whole hour of that, so... I love things about, you know, everyday mm. people and stuff, and but the reason I love them is because the dialogue is usually relatable, the characters are usually oh. relatable, and we, we like moral dilemma stuff. This was just all over the place. I didn't connect with any of it. I just thought it was sloppy, lazy. I know we're only in March, and I shouldn't say this. We haven't had that BBC drama that's worthy of our discussion. Only our Last Tango has been the only thing. Yeah. Moving on now to uh, a American show. We weren't allowed Ooh. to go west this week. Because there wasn't no, well, we haven't got, we haven't got the funds. Community returned this week. Any fans of Community know that there's the obviously the in joke of six seasons in a movie, and we've got to the sixth season now, but we've lost uh, a few characters along the way. Uh, Shirley is hard, yeah. you know, she's left the, the college now, and you're left now with like you know Albert and and Britta and Jeff. In series five, they brought in Mike from uh, Breaking Bad. 
And now he's not there anymore. Mm. Gary, what did you think of it? Just give me. Well, I've I've only seen the first. There's a double header. Yeah, I've only seen the first episode. I've only seen the first one. I wasn't overly impressed. There were a couple of nice gags, but I think nothing special. I think the problem is, is they're almost having to, as you say, restart it again. So some of the stuff they showed, I mean, like them explaining about where certain characters were was a little bit like, oh, this is for the new audience. And, you know, they kind of reintroduced it all as, you know, Britta is the captain. I I don't think there is a new new audience. No, I I think they were doing it purely for fans, and it was very much in-jokey, and Arbed was very, you know, it was all made for Arbed, basically. You know, it was people who'd seen the show before, knew the... Like, for example, he said at one point, what's happened to that girlfriend I had? Nobody would get that. This show is always very, and I'm going to use the word meta, it's self-referential. It's always been very poking Yeah, but I don't think that... It doesn't need to be now, though, does it? Yeah, this series has basically been made for fans so they can get their six seasons and hopefully the movie as well. I I enjoyed it because I like the show and I like the style of it. I think now Jim Rash as the Dean is probably the best thing about it. They've lost a lot of the characters who was quite warm and quite endearing. Shirley was quite endearing. Troy was quite endearing. Whereas yeah. Britta's quite a harsh character. You know, Jeff is, uns- you know, is scrupulous. Well, Je- Jeff, is, Jeff, is the, the, Jeff is very much the sarcastic yeah. character. I mean, you know. uh, yeah, Annie's the only one now who's sort of, like, got any sort of heart. You know, you've got Chang still there, and he's always been quite evil. So it's not... It's lost the warmth for me now, and he's quite, you know, not... N- winking and nodding at you all the time you know with all the constant montages and stuff like that as you say too knowing and it was always trying to tell us but it was always trying to tell the audience bear with us we know we've lost people but we're still trying and i think you shouldn't do that as a show if you if you lose people try your best to move on i mean don't keep referring to them and saying well bear with us we'll get somewhere they did introduce a new character called a lady's name? Frankie, Man, Frankie. Frankie. Frankie, Frankie. They did introduce Frankie, who is going to be a um, a full-time character this this series. I felt like you, it had lost its warmth and its... Well, I think it's unfair to call it a sweet show, because it was never no. really a sweet show. It but had it the lost... balance, though. It had that yeah. balance. But it's between, lost like... that, that feeling. But I think of... whenever you Rory have... that innocence about him that it's sort of lost hmm. now. Whenever you have an ensemble cast, and then you have to make changes to that cast, it's always going hmm. to upset some fans. It's always going to upset the balance. Community has had problems in the past. The reason it was cancelled is because in Series 4, it just dropped off, mostly because it, it fired its showrunner and creator. Dan Harmon, and there were real problems with early cast members, particularly Chevy Chase. You, you've got the problem that it's going to have to reinvent itself. The good thing is, for fans of those previous characters who've left, a lot of them have been rumoured to be returning at some point in this series, and John Oliver, who was a series regular early on. The only time that shows can lose key, key cast members uh are shows where the cast are less important than the story. So, say for yeah. example, something like Silent Witness has gone through a lot of, of you know, development and a lot of different cast members. But that works because at the end of the day, it's about the individual crime story. It's less about the characters. But yeah, when I you're, the best bits for me were uh, Chang mentioning about the only being, you know, being the only minorities in there. Yeah. It was a group of white people. Jim Rash, as you say, is still very, very funny. I really find him the best 
best thing about it. But it it showed me that what what they've got left is either the moany characters or the sarcastic characters. And whether I want to spend half an hour with them a week, I don't know. So on Tuesday, the northern quarter of the podcast uh, donned his suit and tie <laughs> and trousers. <laughs> I should say. Uh, to Soft attend the shoes. yeah, what sort of socks? This is important. M and S socks. Other socks M&S are available. Uh, so he went to the RTS Awards at the Grosvenor House Hotel in London to chat to the stars. Let's go through some of the notable winners. A lot of our favourites in the list: Best Actress in the Drama, Sarah Lancashire for The Brilliant Happy Valley; Tom Hollander for A Poet in New York. He won for Best Actor in a Drama. Documentary series went to BBC Three's Life and Death Row. Drama serial, The Honourable Woman. Drama series, Line of Duty Series 2. Quite impressively, single drama went to BBC Three's Murdered by My Boyfriend. And even more impressive than that, Matt spoke to one of the stars. Uh, Matt from the Custard TV, I just want to say well done with the show, the drama, really, Thank really enjoyed it. We had a lot of feedback on it from people who've been in a similar situation. Um, I have actually, yeah, I've heard from a lot of um, women who've been in similar situations, and I think it's, especially because it, it does target uh, the, the largest percentage of people that it happens to is 16 to 25, so it's their young uh, yeah. people that it happens to. So I think seeing this, seeing a young couple go through it is something that not many people have seen before. It's not usually on television, it's usually an older couple, yeah, definitely. Kids. so yeah, and the way it was done with the technology and stuff, too. yeah, it all yeah. kind of ties in like the Facebook texting, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Even if you haven't had the uh, the violent side of it, I think a lot of people have been through that thing where their boyfriend has like I want to see your phone or I want to look on your face, but I'm going to know who you are, yeah, and that's the kind of thing that happens a lot nowadays. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, congratulations on the nomination as well. Thank you yeah. very much. In good company. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely amazing company, I can't believe it. Yeah. I suppose in a way it was a niche show, so it's mm. nice to see it nominated and even nicer to see it win, and with such a young actress in the lead as well. Um, also uh, there in attendance, the cast of him and her hoping to win Best Comedy, which in the end uh, went to Harry and Paul's Story of the Twos. He spoke briefly to Russell Tovey. And Carrie Howard. Banish has had a great reaction. What, you, what's, what, what kind of things have fans been saying to you? Uh, they love it. Which I'm pleased with. Yeah, I love uh, it. It's brilliant. Kerry's a big fan of it. Yeah, I'm sitting here. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. 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 We're here for him and her tonight, so we're all very excited to be nominated for our show next year for Banished. <laughs> you won't be here though. Yeah, no, I'll, be on on I'll be on my own of that. And Johnny Vegas, who told us that it's nice to be so busy at the moment. It's nice to do sports from what I started up in stand up. It's nice to do things that the public can appreciate. You know what I mean? I take it to that, I suppose, a mainstream audience. But I'm, I'm, happy doing, I'm happy doing indie stuff, I'm happy writing and directing smaller pieces. Uh, just as much as I am, that it's nice that you're, you're doing these shows at first for a huge audience. But I, I'm just very fortunate that I've. I've and I've never stopped working. You know, Chuck's good if that, if that continues. I, I, I enjoy my own small projects as much as I do being out there in the, in the, in the big limelight. He was there as part of the cast of Moonboy, but he's very happy to talk about Still Open All Hours and Benidorm. Um, and uh, standing next to me was his lovely wife, 
who looked like she just really wanted. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Food and got more and more exasperated with um, Johnny, you know, being questioned about, mainly about his drinking. It got a bit dark. (laughs) Strange. What do you think of of these awards in general? Or not they can because we have the Baftas, we have the NGAs. Mm. I think RTS is good because it sort of honours maybe people who get overlooked. I mean, Adil Akhtar from Utopia, Wilson Wilson was there, and I think you know other award shows wouldn't have maybe honoured his performance, which was a memorable one. Um, similarly, stuff as you said, like Life and Death Row. Murdered by my boyfriend. It'll be interesting to see when we hear the BAFTA nominations. I think later this month or early next month um, to see sort of what stuff from last year gets in there. But um, it seems like these are voted for by people who watch a lot of TV, watch everything. Harry and Paul's story of the twos was up for a lot of things, and it's like you know that was it was all right but it wasn't it was sort of very industry was it and Mm. it was very yeah i think maybe that is why you know it is voted for by the industry at the end of the day but it's good Uh, and there's a lot of you know bbc3 offerings which again leads us back to the you wonder him and her then by my boyfriend life and death row i'm sure there were others in there as well i think there were six that were our world war one as well which oh was... yeah so it was an interesting night i think you compare that to when we went to the ntas and it was all soaps and and yeah. anton deck and things who were there i mean there is a soap award at the rts yeah interestingly the soap and continuing drama was all the usual suspects emmerdale eastenders Corey and Casualty, it went to Casualty this, this time now. I mean, I did see Amanda Mealing uh, from Casualty was on Was, was she kneeling? No, she was uh, just kneeling about. I would have liked to have seen Amanda Mealing kneeling. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. okay, so, so uh, that's the RTS covered. This is the Custard TV. I think we'll leave the worst to last and we'll go on to uh, Raised by Wolves. This is a new sitcom on Channel 4. And this uh, is written by... Now, I'm not sure the pronunciation. Catelyn Moran, I thought so. And her sister Caroline. This is about their adolescence in uh, Wolverhampton. But it's not sort of a moon boy flashback. This is set in the present day, I think, as they like to remind us early on with, like, the laptops and things like that in references to Professor Green. I I think they really missed a trick by not. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, because it it would have been sort of, like, 90s, sort of, like, moon boy. And and the music is all over the place as well. The soundtrack starts with, because I'm down and with it with the kids, the soundtrack starts with Jason Derulo. 
and then there's some Peter Frampton in there and Prodigy. And it's all over. Duran Duran. Sorry, sorry. Hungry Lions. Like you're down with the kids and you mentioned Peter Frampton. But yeah, I yeah. think maybe it was a conscious decision, you know, because there's Moon Boy, there's Mad Fat Diary, there's a lot of these. Yeah. The characters don't seem of this era. No, though, no, I agree with you. No, I, I don't, you know, the way they're styled and things like that, yeah. you do feel like late 80s, early 90s characters. Because these are memories that she's had of her childhood and supplanted them in the modern day and I think that's the that's the problem with it. I liked Rebecca Stanton as the mum. I thought, you know, she's this ballsy matriarch who named her children after like famous sort of feminist figures. There's like Yoko, Aretha, Jermaine. Jermaine. If you compare the girls in this to like David Rule in Moonboy or Sharon Rooney or, in Mad Black yeah, Diary. I yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think they're strong enough. And I think, I don't, I don't know what it is, if it's the sort of influence of, of the Morans or, you know, there's just something missing for me that, that yeah, was there. Yeah, the in. Plot I mean, Mad Black well. Diary is the sort of, I think, the standard of this. I mean, it's no, it's yeah. nowhere near as bad as some girls. It's somewhere in the yeah. middle between those two yeah. for me, I think. I but, mean, but the plot was so thin. Yeah, there was no plot yeah. there. I mean, it was all about, like, you know, putting your hand through letterboxes and, and Get this... getting periods no, I mean, and stuff. There were some good, good one-liners <laughs> that felt yeah. original, but they were all from Rebe- the mouth of Rebecca, Rebecca Stanton. Stanton. Uh, there was a great line about go and get us one of those big Toblerones yeah. that I liked. I don't know, it just didn't feel like it knew what... It, no. feel, it felt confused what era it yeah. was supposed to be Yeah, no, I agree in. with you. I, I might give it a go, see, you know, how it progresses. I'll just run through a couple of things that only I've seen by the, by the uh, look of this. Firstly, I uh, just wanted a quick mention of BBC Three's superb Bluestone 4-2, the bomb disposal sitcom, uh, which is in its third and, I suspect, final series now. What I like about this is it feels at times like you're watching a documentary about like bomb disposal units. It's got that sort of gallows humour in there, and I think now the cast are that comfortable around each other that that it feels like you know they are actual an actual team. And there are some great performances from Matthew Lewis, certainly in the second episode, which sort of was featured like Oliver Chris's departure, and also I think Tony Gardner is very good in this. Is this the sort of thing that you? think you would check out online when bbc3 go online or is this sort of thing that you'll go do you know what i'm not that bothered no um i might give it a i might give it a chance you know i don't know i do think in some way maybe the bbc know what they're doing no they don't because i I think i think again with that only works if you're looking if you're going after shows that you already Mm. know Mm. And it won't work for the one-off documentaries and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, talking of documentaries, the Billion Dollar Chicken Shop. I'm surprised Gary hasn't seen this one because it was about like fast food and stuff. Yeah. And as he said on a podcast re- before, we've all been to chicken shops. <laughs> I felt really, I felt really alone in that because I've never been to a chicken shop. I, what? I, I used to like I'm going to KFC, but I've, after watching this, I'm not sure anymore because I mean they they didn't portray. Certainly the corporate side is very um, likeable. There was a sort of subplot in this where uh, they were trying to build this new store in Middleton, which had a lot of dispute with the locals who didn't want a KFC overlooking their housing estate. They were portrayed as this big Goliath against these little people who ultimately lost out. And I just think, you know, I don't know why they agreed to be featured in this way because it didn't make them look good at all. On the flip side, they had some colourful characters that they focused on in the stores. They had sort of 
you know, carte blanche to go to as many stores as they wanted. And there were some interesting characters. There was this guy, I believe his name was Sean, who was like the inspector and came round to check all the stores were up to scratch. And he was very amusing. But um, it's not, it didn't, to me, have the scope of, say, something like the Iceland Foods documentary. And I think it was a bit scattershot in its approach. I don't know if it really knew what it wanted to say. I think it was like, KFC want to do a documentary will sort of sort out how the structure of it at a later date and I don't think also all of slightly it's fascinating that that when it was first commissioned and even when we saw Charlotte, Charlotte Moore talk about it in Edinburgh she referred to it to, with the title Inside like KFC. KFC yeah it's a shame they got rid of that title actually mm. because I think whether you like KFC or whether you don't at least you know Mm. You know what the show is, yeah. and and, and Channel Four was like the chicken shop. Was it what was it called? The chicken, the fried the chicken, chicken shop. Fried it was chicken called the chicken shop. shop. Yeah. Gary, not watching The Voice now, giving up. I, I I think the reason I've given up is that I missed one week of the shows, and it, it really made a difference. This week we had the knockout round. The twelve <laughs> finalists who were going through to the live shows were picked. Again, I think this is like the one of the flaws of The Voice's structure is. That they lost a lot of good contestants because they were all on the same team. I mean, there's eight. Basically, they went from 32 to 12 in this in this sort of uh, weekend. Tom Jones and Ricky Wilson's teams were a lot stronger than certainly Rita Ora's. And now you get to this point in the live shows where someone has to stay on each team till the end, which again is a an issue I have because I think everyone on Ricky Wilson's team deserves a place in the final over most of the other contestants. And I, and I think the problem is is that they seem to follow this idea that they have to have those four coaches coaching yeah. somebody, yeah. whereas they could do so much better if after the decisions, either they just didn't have coaches, they were able to give advice to anybody. Like, if, if, if they wanted to sing a song that was more in Rita's style, she could, you know, mentor that person that week. And <laughs> up against The Voice on Saturday night, we had a hypnosis-based game show, You're Back in the Room, which we all watched. Um, well, not all of uh, but... but... Gary. Gary. Oh, come on. Sorry. And okay. sleep. Gary, sleep. We're, no. we're all in this together. Can I, here. Can I the person I'm touching now is Gary. Gary, when you wake up, you will have watched All of Ordinary Lies and all of you are back in the room. <laughs> At school, did you only ever do half your homework? Did you go, I did the first 20 questions. <laughs> and I, and... Excuse me, <laughs> and I, I don't feel I should take abuse from Mr. Cuts the News. And also, Matt only ever watches the first episode of something. Not anymore. This is a new Matt. New Matt. Oh, okay. He watches the first two now. Oh, okay. This was, as I said, hypnosis-based game show where five people were tasked with completing things like blowing up balloons and serving dinner to Aldo Zilli and his friends. And as you do on a regular... How could this not work? On paper, it sounds... (laughs) (laughs) But the the twist was uh, Keith Barry, who I've never heard of before, uh, put them under hypnosis and, and made them think different things. Gary, go. I can only assume that Paul McKenna must have had a conscience attack and thought, do you know what, this is below even me. This was horrible television. Gary, can I just ask, what have you got against Paul McKenna? I know, twice now. It's between me and Paul McKenna, just leave it. (laughs) Just because his weight loss tapes didn't work that once. (laughs) Just leave it. Um, I, I really felt that about halfway through watching this episode, they were going to reveal that the contestants were actresses and actors. They felt so fake. I've never seen five such mm. 
No, I agree. Unrealistic yeah. human beings. Yeah. It didn't feel like, you know, that they were under hypnosis. It did feel like they were... At, and, and that one bit where the one guy had to act like James Brown, I thought he would just lay on the floor because James Brown died a few yeah. years ago. <laughs> also... <laughs> Something that always annoys me about these shows is when everyone involved tells you they're having a wonderful time, and you're sitting there in, in you know, yeah. as an audience member, going, "What are you finding so hilarious?" I, I think as well, trivial. you had these sort of cutaways, didn't you? Other than watching the show afterwards and looking yeah. back there, and it was it was sort of like they're enjoying the show themselves. It's like they're getting the most fun out of yeah, it's the show, like, but we're not. TV is whether we, you know TV's made for the for the viewers hmm. at home yeah. it's not made for the people taking part no. the whole thing felt like a bad i mean like there was a bad version of the generation game going on with all these kind of like things they had to do and then you had the hypnotism which just felt very creepy this and 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 they made it even worse by having these really strange like the the, the guy who when the uh, the ghost music had to go and be uh, whatever you know Kevin Kevin Spacey and Ghost that's a wrong move whoever that Patrick, bloke is Patrick Swayze, yeah. Swayze. thank you very so much close. Spacey Swayze it's about the same thing I just felt I felt uncomfortable yeah. and of course it relies on the audience at home and cynics like myself believing in hypnotism anyway uh, and if you don't I, you're I mean already... I think I, I, I do believe in hypnosis but I think this really I I, I like to He's think I had. Northern, I, I think I'd like to have a ho- open mind about it, but the, a lot of what happened felt so forced that it, you know mm. you do question it. And as, as we were saying before as well, like it wasn't just the contestants who sort of enjoying themselves more than us. Philip Schofield seemed to be having a right. Philip Schofield thought he was on. I don't know what show he. I thought he was hypnotized the best out of all of them. But <laughs> you I, will I think suppose... you are getting paid a lot more money yeah. than you actually are. You I think, think you're on primetime BBC ITV. No, you're not. I mean, to, to take another example of this, Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway, which is a superb show. Anton Deck are quite clearly having a great time when they make that show. The audience are hyped up as well. But at no point do I feel like I'm not part of the gang yeah. as a viewer. I mean, I and like, along with them. I, I, I know it's not you're back in the room. Is but take me out as well does the same thing. I think it, yeah. it 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 gets the audience in. You know, you feel like Paddy McGuinness is trying to involve you and yeah. that sort of jovial atmosphere. They have a laugh mm. with it. That kind of goes back to the kind of blind date theory. You know, yeah, these are tried and never, tested. Yeah. You know, so you know, when did it even Saturday change? night? Because That's what I'm like, saying. Harry, even... Harry Hill so, stars in their eyes. It seemed like it was for Harry Hill. And yeah, but the... I mean, ITV are recycling. I mean, I, I don't think this is. I don't think anyone has done hypnotism before. But you can. You get a real feel and that the, this feels like the... stuff that they've done before, and they're just. Mm. They've just run out of ideas. What was the um, get you wrapped together as well? That seemed to yeah. be like. Stephen Mulhern and, and the celebrities enjoying it more than we did. I just think ITV this year have just sort of slipped right they've, down. It they've certainly in terms of their cliff, light entertainment. I mean, Anton Deck aside, I can't mm. think of anything that I that I've enjoyed on ITV this year. There are some glimmers of good TV hope uh, on the horizon as we head towards what's coming up. Sunday sees the return of Louis Theroux uh, to BBC Two, a two-part documentary where he immerses himself in the world of Ohio State psychiatric hospitals. It's about people who have committed awful crimes 
but are now in this facility they can't go to prison uh, as the title suggests Louis through by reason of insanity on, always... on Monday night so shall I carry on and say that on Monday night the um, ITV version of Louis through Trevor McDonald uh, so close so close, so close to one he's of doing uh, a two part uh, documentary about the mafia where he goes and takes a journey into the machinations of the American gangs he arrives in New York and meets John Elite, a former millionaire drug dealer who also was one of the most ruthless mafia killers of modern times. I personally didn't realise that Trevor McDonald was still making television, and I was rather surprised that ITV think this is a nine o'clock programme. Also on Monday night, a different sort of documentary with uh, Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, uh, doing a documentary about sort of super fans... I mean, obviously, he being in Harry Potter, he has his own big fan base, and and it's about looking at that and looking at the sort of cult of fans in general, and it it looks like another good example of why BBC Three shouldn't be taken off the air. And I'll run through Tuesday. Uh, this sounds interesting on BBC Two. It's a three-part documentary. It's called Dara and Ed's Big Adventure. Dara O'Brien and Ed Byrne. They go on a four-thousand-mile journey on the Pan American Highway. Uh, I used to love three and a boat, three men and a mm. boat. Yeah, that was very. Dara O'Brien was a part of, and then this should be a callback to that, really. So there you go, uh, Matt. You cover teens. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> t- teens is on Channel Four. This is a sort of warts and all documentary, I suppose. They give their phones up to the documentary makers and it's all about following them over a year in their lives as they all turn 17. This could be interesting or it could be another The Secret Life of Students. Wednesday, uh, we've had Murdered by My Boyfriend on BBC Three. Uh, Now a documentary sheds light on Beaten by My Boyfriend. This is Wednesday at nine. And dare I say it, Another example of why the UC3 shouldn't go online. Uh, Stacey Dooley's the host uh-huh. here who sort of makes me go... Makes me make that noise that Matt just made, so I won't make it. But yes, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of hers. But again, an interesting subject that other you, channels you can cut, go near. You can cut this, loop, but it is a bit of a danger having uh, Stacey Dooley around a lot of people who are prone to domestic violence. I know. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers you crossed. Cut that, but your lawyer might tell you to. <laughs> Thursday at 9pm, Channel 4 will be continuing their semi-not-great series, or semi-series, sorry, it's great, of political uh, programmes. This will be a feature-length political drama called Coalition, and it's written by James Graham. And it's informed by extensive research, it's about the the political division, or the political alliance, of the coalition between the government, the the Conservatives and the Lib Dems in 2010, that allowed Nick Clegg to come from an outsider to become the deputy prime minister. Gary has just ah. announced that he's not here next week for the podcast. The the, the problem is, um, I haven't really prepared a song. Oh, oh, come on, yeah. let's have a song. Count me in. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Especially for you, I want to let you know what I was going through. All the times we were apart, I thought of you. You were in my heart. My love never changed. I still feel the same. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.